In Defense of Night Owls, an essay by Matt Ruby. That's me. Richard Branson and Tim Cook wake up at this ungodly hour, and you should too. So reads a headline on Inc.com. But really, now I'm supposed to wake up at 5 a.m. so I too can become a billionaire? Whatever. I'm sick of constantly being bullied by aggro morning people. I mean, I get it. People who wake up early run the world, and boy, they sure do love to brag about it. Every productivity article mentions it, and it's always listed as one of those habits of highly successful people. Apparently, we all need to start treating our bodies like army brigades and have the mantra of, We do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Jack Dorsey gets up at 5.30 a.m., but Tim Cook wakes up at 3.45 a.m. And that Redeem Team documentary tells the story of Kobe Bryant headed to the gym early in the morning as the rest of the team returned from a night of partying. The lesson? Every world conqueror is up at the crack of dawn. And you should be too. I bet there's some business bigwig who's soon going to buzz about getting negative hours of sleep. I go to bed at 1 a.m. and wake up the night before at 11.30 p.m. I love it. On a certain level, I admire these morning freaks and their resulting stream of accomplishments. If this comes naturally to you, congratulations on winning the circadian rhythm genetic lottery that enables you to conquer capitalism. But I'm tired of the preachy attitude that accompanies this lifestyle, as if it's the only way to live. I reject the message that we all must wake up at the crack of dawn and start accomplishing things. Some of us thrive in darkness and are tired of being night shamed. Morning people, as a creature of the night, I hit snooze on you. Actually, I never hit snooze. I don't even set an alarm. I wake up when my body wants to wake up. Imagine that. I could argue it's because I work at night. You know, as a comedian, I often ride the subway home from gigs at like 1 a.m. And before that, I spent years gigging with a rock and roll band, also leading to plenty of late hours. But it's a chicken and egg thing. Do I hate mornings because I work at night? Or maybe I work at night because I've always hated mornings. I mean, even as a kid, I'd wake up as late as possible. In high school, I took first period study hall because it meant I could show up to school 45 minutes later. And in my first semester of college, I took an 8 a.m. class and quickly vowed to never repeat that mistake. And after graduating college, I remember going on a job interview and telling them I wouldn't come into work before 10 a.m. Well, everyone else here shows up at 9 a.m., they said. My reply, I mean, you don't have to hire me. And guess what? I got the job. And in that moment, a curtain opened. I realized I could choose my preferred time instead of letting outside forces control my body. I could tell the morning police I do not consent. And that has made all the difference. Well, that and taking naps. Naps rule. (laughs) And a shout out to all the early risers who wish they had a choice, okay? Obviously, my late rising lifestyle is not available to everyone. However, I've noticed it's usually people who elect to wake up at the crack of dawn and not those who are forced to do so who brag about it the most. People forced to wake up with the roosters? They're usually too tired to crow. (laughs) It's not that I hate mornings, though. It's that I'm in love with the night. I have so many questions for people who rise at the crack of dawn. When do you get wild? When do you meet strangers? When is your life surprising? Do you ever hang out with bartenders, servers, or cooks? When do you follow some girl you barely know to a secret after-hours club that hosts a poker game hosted by a Korean guy in a three-piece suit who offers you ketamine? Do you ever watch musicians improvise, comedians straddle lines, or DJs pull wallflowers into the center of the floor? Do you only dance at weddings? When do you get drunk? When do you screw? 
Seriously, I envision you sending Google Calendar invites to your partner. Missionary position, Tuesday, 5.45 to 6 p.m. Please confirm, we'll be wild. I mean, let's face it, morning people tend to be dullards. I do not envy their lives filled with good morning America, early bird dinners, perfect that girl morning routines, and Disney-approved content. I choose goth girls and vampires over cheerleaders and alarm clocks. This isn't me advocating for a life of sloth or abusing your body. You don't have to live like Sid Vicious to know the night. I sleep well, exercise, meditate, eat healthy, and moisturize like a son of a bitch. It turns out it may actually be early risers who are the ones damaging themselves. Research shows those who fight their body clock are likely to be less productive, more stressed, and even more likely to die sooner. We'll put a link in the show notes if you want to dive into the research. Now, some argue that early mornings are wide open spaces for productivity. And to that, I say the night can also be a wonderful time to get in flow. There's no traffic, both literally and metaphorically. You're not constantly bombarded by incoming messages, alerts, and so-called breaking news. Your tabs are sleeping, so you can focus on whichever window truly matters to you. Up late all the time? Sounds like you're on drugs. Uh, no. Well, not that kind, anyway. I'm a fan of weed and psychedelics, but I hate uppers, and I don't need them to stay up. I have plenty of natural jumpiness resulting from a perfect storm of anxiety, insecurity, and Judaism. Intergenerational trauma has a way of making one a bit skittish. And FYI, morning people are junkies, too. It's just their drug of choice. Caffeine is sanctioned by society since it keeps Starbucks packed and offices productive. Watch the withdrawal unfold if a caffeine addict doesn't get their morning fix. It's like some new kind of werewolf that also does spreadsheets. And then there are the pills many take to force their bodies to comply with early bedtimes. Melatonin, that's the soft stuff. That's just gateway ambient. And man, that ambient stuff is no joke. I once dated a girl with one of those, you know, real jobs who needed ambient to help her sleep. And the wild thing was the scheduling involved. She had to wake up at 7 a.m., which meant she had to fall asleep by 11 p.m., which meant she had to take her pill by 10.30 p.m., and if she didn't, it could mean hallucinations, Roseanne Barr-esque social media rants, or murdering her roommate while sleepwalking. Well, at least that's how it seemed to me. It's a lot of pressure to be finishing dinner at, you know, 9.30 p.m. and be told... Look, if you want to have sex, we need to leave immediately and finish within an hour or else I'll turn into a serial killer. Check, please. Now, I admit the morning has occasionally seduced me. Walking a dog after waking up forces you to engage with the world and realize, yet again, you are officially alive. And during lockdown, I started running in the mornings as a way to feel like I'd gone, well, somewhere. And I've intended intriguing events distinct for their unusually early start times. A Yoko Ono Blood Orange performance at MoMA at 5 a.m. and a daybreaker morning rave at 6 a.m. Both deliberately chose an early hour as a way to force visitors into a different mindset. And I've had vacations where seeing the sights meant rising early. But if someone wakes up early just to be more productive at their job, I wonder if that's just another sign of how predatory capitalism keeps pummeling our souls. Sure, these folks may be getting a head start, but what's the point if it's in the wrong direction? What's interesting is that every once in a while, night owls and early birds cross paths. Night owls headed home from debauchery while morning birds race to productivity. We pass by each other, yet usually fail to clock the thing we have in common. We both skirt the sunrise, just from different sides of the night. But us night prowlers know what lies ahead for morning folk. 
while those up at Donner's, they have no idea what lies ahead for us, because neither do we. Nightcrawlers, we embrace the unknown in a way that defies routine. Mystery is our routine. Like the depths of the ocean or outer space, the darkness of the night demands surrender. While that can occasionally be scary, sometimes the night pulls you in, nurtures you, and shows you stars you never thought you'd see. And some of us aren't willing to abandon that possibility simply to cross off a few more items on a to-do list. For us, the stars are the to-do list. Let's welcome in producer Jeremiah McVeigh to talk about what we just heard. Hey, Matt. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I've been at different places in my life and had different clocks. I feel like my clock has evolved. I do think it is a thing that age can affect greatly. Sure. Um, and just the circumstances of your life. You know, like you mentioned that you're a comedian, you used to be a musician. So um, maybe the nightlife chose you or maybe you chose the nightlife. But yeah, I used to be around music a lot and run a DIY venue and stuff like that. So um, I was definitely up late and that was fine by me at the time, but I can't even imagine doing that now, quite honestly. Right. Well, well, for the listeners, you have a kid. So yes. like, I, I do think having a child or an animal in the house is like a game changer on this topic in a way that, you know, obviously oh, yes. is a big factor. Yes. I, I think my clock changed before that, but I, I do agree with that. I think it, it definitely defines some things for you. Um, that you just have to do or, or can't do one one or the other. But th I think the ironic thing is the closest I got to being a night owl in recent years since my previous incarnation as a night owl was when our baby was newborn and I'd be up with her in the middle of the night uh, for a long feeding session and watch half a movie um, yeah. and then finish it the next night. You know, So uh, it was kind of an interesting return in a way <laughs> that I didn't expect. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like time in, it just goes out the window in a way of yeah, uh, totally. any sort of sensible approach to time. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I guess this all gets to what I think is the most important message from your essay is just kind of don't fight your own clock. You know, if you can, if you can, if you can live the, the way that your clock wants you to live, do that. Obviously, as you paid lip service to, some people don't have a choice. They just have to do what they have to do because of a job or other responsibilities. And you just got to make do and hope that it gets you by and that you feel okay about it. But um, yeah, uh, do you agree that that's like the, the best takeaway from this? The biggest takeaway is just like, try not to fight your own clock. Like you, Matt, have a clock that makes you be a night person and that's good for you, but it's not good for everyone. Sure. I mean, I think in general, I'm a fan of, you know, finding your own personal alignment in, in whatever capacity. I think probably like the root of the essay was it is, especially in like this business slash productivity media realm, there's this ongoing like banging the drum for like being an early bird all the time mm -hmm. in a way that like to me is... Uh, I guess I, it does feel a little bullying, you know, I, right. don't, I don't think we're like some oppressed minority night owls or anything, but I do think the way people talk about us is as if we are lesser than. And 
I, on some level, I can see where it's like, well, we wake up early and, and get stuff done. And like, just like the army comparison, but also it's like, yeah, but like, do you want to be like some guys in the army? And I feel like uh, I at least want to bring that up as like, there's some pros and cons to either one of these approaches. Uh, yeah, I think there's also an, an interesting, maybe subset or overlap, some Venn diagram out there of people who are night owls, but also people who don't need a lot of sleep. I don't think it's a one-to-one match, but while you were talking for some reason, it made me think of like Bill Clinton, I think famously barely slept when he was president. He slept like four hours, five hours a night if he, if he was lucky. And I think it was just because he was known for better or worse as a guy who liked to just be involved in everything. And so he would be up late uh, doing his job as president um, and maybe other things. And then he'd wake up early to go on his jogs to McDonald's or whatever. So I don't yeah. know. What do, you, what do you think of those type of people? I mean, if you can get away with it, go for it. I, th- I think Trump hardly sleeps at all, too. But yeah, I think... Uh... You know, neither one of those seems like the picture of health. So, I mean, I I love sleep. I mean, in in talking about being a night owl, this isn't me being like you shouldn't sleep that much. I don't know. I guess there's a lot of times in our society where we act like there's one right way to be, mm-hmm. and you know, the truth is like everyone's got their own. We're all animals with our own little different things, and we seem to be understanding of that when it comes to other issues. That like, oh yeah, most of the population is like this, but there's some percentage that's like that, um, and so we should extend that towards you know biological clocks too. And, and sort of uh, circadian rhythms and what we feel aligned with. Did you have any other thoughts you wanted to share? Just one other like tidbit that I thought was interesting. Uh, uh, years ago when I traveled, I remember I went to this like, uh, I did a hill tribe trek in Northern Thailand and wound up at this small village and, and you know, camped there for a few nights. And every around the campfire, every single person in this village had this incredible singing voice where they could all like sing beautifully and harmonize and stuff. And uh, I remember talking about this years later with someone, I can't remember if they were a researcher or who they were, but they talked about uh, people who are aligned with their circadian rhythms do have a more natural ability to uh, make music or sing on key or, or something like that, which I don't know if that's true or not, but I, this was a whole village that, you know, you woke up at 4.30 a.m. when the roosters started crowing and you went to bed when it was dark. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting if being disconnected from our natural circadian rhythms does have impact on us in some, you know, mysterious or subtle ways that we don't always know about. So I think that's something I don't know enough about to really, you know, factor it into how I think about all this, but I just thought it was sort of an interesting anecdote. And now for some quickies. Some people say they're into TikTok mental health. And I get that. I'm a McDonald's foodie. I sat at the bar in a restaurant last night and the bartender told me the couple next to me had been drinking together there for six hours in a row. And you want to know the problem with me? I was like, oh, that's romantic. You know how Woody Guthrie and some other guitar players have painted This Machine Kills Fascists on their guitars? Well, looking around, I gotta say, those guitars have proven extremely ineffective at accomplishing their core mission.
You can subscribe to or follow this show just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a moment, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or anywhere else that allows you to do that. And when I say that, I mean, like, leave it a good review. I feel like that's obvious, but if, you, if you're just going to leave it a bad review, you, you don't have to. Anyway, it helps others find the show, which I really appreciate. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at mattruby at hey.com. That's mattruby at H-E-Y dot com. And if you like this podcast, you should subscribe to the Rubes Letter, where what you just heard first appeared. You can find that at mattrubycomedy.com slash subscribe. And while you're at mattrubycomedy.com, you can also find links to my Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok, where I post clips of my stand-up and other stuff, too. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. This podcast is produced by Stereoactive Media. 